छात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. I buy all of these toys mm-hmm. that absolutely terrify them. I actually had to give toys away. Uh-huh. Because the sound, the whooshing sound they made. What well, was too scary for your too cats. Too scary for, yeah, my dopey-ass cats. Uh, hair ties and um, bread ties Yeah. are apparently, like, I just need to fill my house with heaping into the corners <laughs> uh, with hair ties and, and bread ties. And then my cats will be happy. And never bring anyone else into the house. Yeah, well, I, I, I just cut directly <laughs> to that part myself. I, I, I don't have a... A pet for there to be a reason for this, but uh. <laughs> welcome to Don't Read the Latin, where I talk about my cats. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we have a theme. We do have a theme, yeah. and we're, we're going to mention it already. I mean, hey. normally, normally it's like twenty minutes into the podcast before, we're like, oh, hey, in case you want to know what this episode was about, we are doing horror anthologies. Yeah, which uh, and I we're don't... recording two weeks. After the point in which yeah, we recorded last yeah, time, it's look true. At we're us. actually recording on schedule, <laughs> which is is the one bit of preparation that I feel actually good about for this episode. <laughs> Neither one of us is horribly prepared for this, and I win at being the least prepared because um, I didn't bring my laptop. Is that did it have all your notes? No, 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 no. I, it's, okay. just, it's just, it's just. I feel that bringing the laptop that I normally record the podcast on counts as part of the preparation. True. Yeah. No, I have, I have my my notes on my phone. Well, there you go. Then you're set. I'm totally set. <laughs> so, um, a staggering realization that I have come to, uh, trying to watch a bunch of anthologies is. I don't like horror anthologies very much. <laughs> yeah, which is odd because there are there some that I'm fairly fond of, and that was I why I wanted to do this episode. But I then I started doing the research. And... and you're like, oh, because every single one of them, mm-hmm. you remember the very best segment. Right. Yeah. Except in every single one, except for the, the, the movie that inspired this whole podcast, which would be Tales of Halloween. Yes. Which we finally showed everyone else. Because uh, uh, Michael and I saw it last last, last October uh-huh. and loved it, and uh, finally, but but at the point in which we saw it, like Halloween was almost over, right? And we just didn't get to show it to the rest of our Friday night horror movie crew um, before the Halloween season had ended. And we're like, we are just gonna save it, save it for next year. If anybody watches it before, then it's fine, but. You know, that was the goal, is for it to be a big Halloween movie that we show. And uh, it was amazingly well-received. There were a couple of people who were saying, we should watch this every Every Halloween. Halloween. And I'm Um, completely up for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very fun piece. Um, I I don't remember if it was you or someone else on the night who was saying that they didn't think there were... uh, They they thought that every segment was great. And there are a couple of segments that I thought were not... As high quality as, mm-hmm. as the rest, a couple of them. But they had charm. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, there, to there's... me, the the very last segment doesn't hold me in as much. But having Pat Healy show up in yeah. it, and then plus the big final shot, which not it isn't necessary to spoil at all, is an homage to. You know, Halloween 3 and... Yeah, just so many 80s... 80s horror movies. Kind of horror, yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's it's really good, but some of the se- segments are, like, amazing. Yeah, or... exactly. Exactly. There, there are a few that are merely good. Yeah, and, and but, that's, but yeah. there's not a single one that's bad. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, but uh, what have you seen? What have I seen? Like, Well, the, the one thing that I tried watching in preparation for this, I got literally a third of the way through. 
And that's the... I, I wanted do, to try... Do you want to discuss any of the anthologies just yet? Uh, or... the, well... Yeah, I kind of want to discuss, like, just any... Just random movies All right, that we've random seen. Movies and, that then, we've seen. and then okay, have well, the well, anthology well, discussion. Well, I did, be... need, I did see an incredibly random movie. Okay. Uh, and I watched this with friends, and we watched it with the, the, the Riff Tracks audio commentary. <laughs> well, that works well. Yeah. It, 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 it was actually a really good Riff Tracks. It was, it was a terrible movie. But it was one I've been meaning to see for years. Megaforce. I've heard the name. You've heard the name. I, I've seen the poster for years. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, 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 it's this incredibly 80s looking thing with these people in these, you know, jumpsuit uniforms and tanks and like dune buggies yeah, with, with machine guns and just, just ridiculous. And I've always thought, oh, this looks like fun. Spoiler, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But but with the riff tracks commentary, it was it was pretty entertaining. It was passable yeah. with with yeah. riff tracks. Uh, I, I the the lead actor is Barry Bostwick. That's who you. Have. Oh my God! That's who I... you got for your action star. Is... No, Jim was gonna Jim. Oh my God! We watched the trailer for this. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I remember this so fondly from when I was a kid." Don't <laughs> don't. don't don't think it's good in spite of that no it's it's really it's really not and we were talking about because i was in the mood god what had we like i think i'd gotten some bad news and i'd had a bunch of movies i either wanted to watch for this or the end of the year is ramping up and there's a couple movies i just haven't managed to see yet or are getting released um on like the ninth of this month and i'm like Fuck! You know, because I want to see them before the end of the year so I can see where they fit in my top ten. And, like, the countdown's a a ticking. And um, I can't remember what I was stressed out about. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to watch something stupid. And he's like, we're one. I was like, no. That's too stupid. That's too far. (laughs) And I was literally, because all I knew was Barry Boston. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes. Yeah. That's that was literally that was what I was going to. Oh God! Did, yeah, did you guys talk about good. that movie the, at all, or is it just in the general Seattle R group? No, zeitgeist? no, yeah, apparently that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it, it, it's time for Megaforce <laughs> to make this resurgence. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There was at one point in the movie though uh, they they had a, a Zippo with their their Megaforce logo on it as as a plot element and I was like I want that and 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 so I, I kind of want to find somewhere that will do custom printed Zippos because <laughs> that'd just be ridiculous to have. So we watched the trailer for the with the teaser trailer for the new Mummy and you know I mean but wasn't that Dracula Untold? Unbound. A, unbound. I think. I think. Which, I, didn't I didn't see watch it. it. Did, did, did the Jill Fist of, see it? Fist of Bats. Fist of Bats. I know, like Victoria did, but so I don't know. I mean, they're, they're I didn't trying hear to do anything this. Good about it. No. Yeah. And you know, I'm a little tempted. Um, I I appreciate what they're trying to do is they're trying to bring back, um, because because those original Universal movies were frightening, and and they've lost their fear element in a right. lot of them um just because of they're the all time. comfortable and familiar now comfortable and, and familiar and, and, yeah. and i think they're trying to you know reestablish that and i get it and uh the blumhouse site they do a lot of articles talking about horror talking about movies and they had an article a little bit back um that said stop bitching about reboots because <laughs> because they're going to continue to happen some of them are good. Yeah. Um, and I also saw another one on there pretty recently um, talking about how uh, television series are a way for reboots to happen. True. You know, look at Ash versus the Evil Dead. Look Westworld. At Westworld. Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Westworld Which I haven't so seen, but, but it yeah, is amazing. you and everyone else it is amazing. Are, have been telling me. Um, I'm like two episodes behind right now, but I have absolutely adored it every single second of it and again i'm hearing people talking about uh pacing issues and why isn't the story going forward faster and i don't know i have a feeling that there is a group of people out there in the world who just want their stories told in a much more straightforward fashion and that's fine i'm glad that there's movies I'm glad that there's shows like Westworld. I'm glad that there's shows out there like Luke Cage. Uh, they're telling a measured 
character-filled story that doesn't feel the need to be a car chase in every single episode um, because we're getting quality characters, quality writing, and interesting stories. Um, And that's it's so necessary because the most frightening thing that's happening with movies right now is that everything is being told to this base denomination that they don't want to make it too smart. They don't want to make it too hard. They want to make it very palatable, very universal. And that's... And you think that's what universal? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. (laughs) trombone. But it, it, it ends up with a lot, you know, a bunch of huge blockbusters and then a whole bunch of really boring, shitty movies that nobody's going to care about in 20 years. Yeah. Nobody's going to care about. Nobody's going to be talking about the releases that very few of them in 20 years. Are they going to be looking back and going, God damn, that was fantastic. I don't know. I mean, I, some some storytelling stuff needs to change. Yeah. And, and it seems like where that is happening is in television. True. Um, I'm still like an episode behind on The Exorcist, but I'm still loving the hell out of that. Um, yeah, television is doing well with reboots. Yeah. It, oh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Dust Till Dawn has uh, a series on. It does. The, I haven't oh, heard yes, much of is, anything about it. Is it, it is, any it's good? On the, I don't know. You don't know that. I don't know. It. I haven't okay. watched it. But I mean, it's another one of those where yeah. it is getting a reboot. Yeah. Uh, the Scream TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, the. Bates Motel. I mean, these are all getting retellings in very interesting ways with really good actors. So See, I don't have a problem with, with the idea of reboots because if you look at just, just like the history of storytelling, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, people would tell Robin Hood stories endlessly. You know, yeah, they would Pygmalion. Tell, How many yeah, times have we seen exactly, retellings of that? Exactly. We, 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 we do that we as, as a culture. We tell the same stories over and over um, and, and I'm fine and, with that. I just want it to be good. Yeah. I saw some, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I saw somebody the other day talking about uh, there's supposed to be a uh, uh, a remake of Nosferatu in the works. Yes. And somebody was complaining about that, saying, "Oh, nobody needs to be remake Nosferatu." To which my, yes, they do. To which my immediate thought was, "Yeah, Werner Herzog, what were you thinking?" Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and no, I mean uh, a different telling of that is. Yeah as long as it's well done, yeah. will be a fantastic we, thing. We would be much much worse off as horror fans if, if Hollywood had said, no, the thing from another world is, is sacrosanct. John Carpenter can't remake that. Cronenberg yeah. um, can't remake The, the Fly. fly. Yeah. You know, what the hell are you going to do with that? Yeah. You know? No. Improve I mean, on it in every way? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. And there, <laughs> there are some huge failings, you know, for, for The Fly, for The Thing. There's... Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. um, which was dull. Which yeah, is, that was the mistake it made, is that it forgot to be fun. Yeah, well, not even fun, but the idea was it was going to take it back to being frightening, and it wasn't that either. Yeah, exactly. So, um, completely original movie that you saw quite a long time ago, and I finally... And what's so funny is I watched it so grudgingly because it had been built up as being... So horrifically violent. And after having seen Green Room this year, that right. the idea of something that was on par with Green Room and its, um, and its violence, I, it was almost too much. The idea of it was too much. Finally watched Don't Breathe, and it was fantastic. It's very good. I, I loved it a lot when I saw it. I And I was shocked I, because... I don't feel like it is that violent. It's not. I mean, it... it, it, it I mean, I, again, after Green it, it's Room... It's horror movie violent. Yeah. It's, you know, and after I Green mean, Room, nothing, nothing feels violent. It, 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 you, you watch Don't Breathe, and you're like, yeah, this is like a Tom and Jerry <laughs> episode. I'm so calm and relaxed now. <laughs> Palate cleanser. Um, Thank God no one's getting their arms sliced open. God! <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. God, that was awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... But which we mean? It was excellent. Uh, green room. Yes, it's just it was a hard. It's watch. hard to watch. It's it very is, hard. It watch. is really hard to watch. Uh, don't breathe. Um, the so the two things that I had been told by other people that deterred me was um, 
I had been told that it was really, really violent, which it doesn't seem any more violent than yeah. most of the other movies we watch. The other thing that I was told is if you had issues with the new Evil Dead's character development, which I did, don't expect any more character development than you really got in the trailers because it doesn't exist. And I don't think that that's true. That, I don't think that's a fair criticism. And, you know, while it is not the most character intensive, you know, I mean, it wasn't long, thoughtful, drawn out character development. Yeah, not so much, but but you, but, but you it does really, introduce the characters got, and their relationships and what is going on and with what them. is driving each yeah, of them. Yeah. And um, I really, I really liked it. It was well done. Uh, and oh, so here's the thing: is so you know, I'd seen Almost Human two years ago, watched The Mind's Eye, didn't yeah. like them, same director. Right. I did not like the new Evil Dead remake, and so, you know, knowing that Feta Alvarez had right. written, or at least directed this, I don't know who it was written by. I'm not sure either. Don't know. Yeah. But um, I was like, my expectations were set pretty low, and this is fantastic. It's a great yeah. movie. I, I, it, it is kind of it's a it's a break in so it's kind of home invasion. Yeah, it, it's home invasion flipped because the people who end up being scared for are the, the, the invaders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is one thing I want to say about it that's a bit spoilery towards the ending though that I feel like it's a warning that, that we should make because it could be a little triggery for some people. There is towards the end of the movie uh, the threat of sexual violence. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's something that's going to bug you, maybe don't watch this one. But yeah. if that's not part yeah. of the course in something you're acceptable it's not um it exists uh it is not irreversible sexual violence yeah, no. uh-uh. but very little is <laughs> yeah um so but there you go so it was really good really well done um i'm you know i am really at a loss for this year because um i just don't know what's going to be in my top 10 i do sure not either. know and no. um I know that there are highlights in this year, and there's stuff that I've forgotten about from like January and February. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, we'll worry about that in two weeks. Two weeks! Oh my god. <laughs> uh, speaking of other movies from this year, I saw um, The Darkness, which was um, uh, it's Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, that looks terrible. Kept... It was okay. Yeah. Um, again, we, we, we've kind of had the idea of, um, we've, we've had a couple of discussions recently on misuse in thrillers and horror movies using, uh, mental illness. Yeah. Continuing to make the villain someone who is, you know, mentally ill or had some kind of mental illness and, um, that we're kind of sick of it constantly being. And yeah. then the discussion was from... M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Split, Split, I think is the title of the, the upcoming Which we're kind of torn piece. on yeah, uh, for a couple of different reasons. But again, it, it you know, it gets used a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was just suggested for an upcoming theme. And at first we were like, ugh. And they were like, wait, this could be... this could It could be an interesting conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah. So, so that so, might... The two our things first episode of 2017. We'll see. Might be. Could be. The two things that moderately worrisome with this movie. It was a. It's you know it's a three star Netflix movie, and huh. you know what I mean. Where where you're like you're like well I didn't dislike it enough to say I didn't like it. Right. But giving it three stars isn't exactly a glowing review either. I enjoyed watching it. There were parts of it I I I liked. Um, it was pretty decently acted. The family relationships seem pretty um, realistic, uh-huh. well and pretty well done. Um, family has some moderate issues. The youngest son is autistic, yeah. and they talk about um, him being susceptible for possession or manipulation due to his autism. And supposedly seeing, huh? Yeah. So that's I, that's issue number uh, one that I had. Hmm. The second issue is utilizing 
Native American, I think Navajo, yeah, um, storytelling, and I'm hitting a point where, you know, it is, and and I might I might receive the ire of some hardcore. I don't know if we have any hardcore Harry Potter fans, but the exact same issue that uh, J.K. Rowling's ran into of setting her book in the U.S. using Native American folklore as someone who isn't creating stories on something that is really important to a group of people Mm -hmm. and using it to create a fiction that isn't really respectful to its source material. And that was a little bit of my worry because I'm like, well, this is interesting. But, you know, I mean, who's who's not to say that, you know, I mean, there's stories out there of banshees and that's sure. part of Irish folklore, yeah. um, you know. But, you know, a lot of the stuff involves religious elements. Exactly. And for a lot of reasons, there is a lot of justification in people that of using, especially Native American folklore as this fodder that they don't know very much about. Because they're like, eh, it's like a very... No one's going to know. Nobody's... And nobody gives a shit. Well, I mean, what are they, they going to say? And yeah, I'm sorry. There's a pretty sizable group of people out there that are saying, I'm sorry, that's kind of offensive. Yeah. And, you know... So, you know, when I see these stories told, I I kind of just get a little... You know, because I'm like, are you telling, are you using this in a respectful way? I don't know. Yeah. You know, are you bringing someone on so that you can be doing this in a respectful way and using folklore um, that is really important to somebody to tell your story? And it's just, it's a very, very slippery slope. And I try to be considerate of this sort of thing and I'm th- definitely thinking about it more you know it's uh, like the feminist angle on it I think of a lot more when I'm watching you know movies from the 70s and 80s where there was a lot of really accepted sexism yeah. um, and you know I'm sorry there's a lot of stuff I'm losing I have I have a growing distaste for because I am not the PC police I don't think everything has to be politically correct um, but there are certainly levels of respect and courtesy that I expect a little bit more now. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. it's just, you know, it's, so it was entertaining. I'm definitely, you know, it's not going to be in my top 10. Right. Um, but I enjoyed watching it, but I was like, ah, autism. Ah, oh, using Native American folklore. But, but, just... on, but on the other hand, Kevin Bacon. Well, yeah, and I, I love I, Kevin I, Bacon. Every, everything is better with bacon in it. Oh, why? <laughs> Why? The other two things that I saw uh, from uh, thanks to Tekla, I saw uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, which was absolutely gorgeous. I really want to see that. Um, there's crying. I, I cried. There's crying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's beautiful. And if you like, uh, just it's just gorgeous. And it's the same people that I think did Paranorman. Oh, okay. All right. Which, oh, I Which mean, is a great looking movie. I did not write that down, but uh, Jim Tuckle and I just rewatched Paranorman pretty uh-huh. recently, too, and still really enjoyed it. Good. Uh, and the other thing that I saw was I saw Arrival in the theater. Yes, you were um, telling me that earlier. Fantastic, well acted. Um, the one thing that really got me, um, Amy Adams was fantastic. And um, why can't Jeremy Renner be half the man he pretends to be in half the movies he's in. <laughs> because oh dear fucking god he's a douchey motherfucker That's, yeah everything i understand and about him, and it yeah. taints when i see him acting and boy he can he can act the fuck out of a caring intelligent man why yep. can't why can't he translate that to his life <laughs> <laughs> just insert the patrick stewart gif acting, acting. yes exactly <laughs> Um, I know that you recently rewatched Krampus. Krampus, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a lot of fun to watch the second time and okay. know what's, know, knowing what the outcome of yeah. it is. And 
And did it gain or lose anything in rewatching? The one thing that I felt that it gained, and maybe I was just being too critical of it the first time that I saw it, but there were several points when I was first watching the film where I thought, where are you going with this? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any of that this time. This time, the pacing of the plot and, and the way it, it lays out its um, uh, exposition and character development, I liked way better this time. Okay. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And and it's much prettier than I remember. Yeah. Oh. I love I love the mask, the mask yeah. on the Krampus. Yeah, um, and the, the 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 animated scene for the the flashback to the grandmother's childhood. Yeah, so gorgeous. Yeah, so yeah. And I it, have I have my little uh my little Krampus bell. Mm-hmm. You do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, which took a lot longer to get to me than we really ever thought. But boy, I've got I've got this beautiful Krampus spell and the beautiful Mister Babadook. So yeah, I was gonna but, say that the Krampus spell reached you faster than the Babadook pop up book did. But so. you know, I think there's a lot more effort put into that Babadook True. book. <laughs> was there anything else? <coughs> so much coughing. Yeah. Well, the, the, the the only other thing I've seen uh, that was like I said earlier, what I watched a third of was a horror anthology uh i tried watching the original tales from the crypt couldn't get into it yeah and i know i've seen it yeah uh i watched you know the the first segment is an adaptation of one of my very favorite stories from the comic ever and that's it it, um if you have seen it you'll remember the segment it has joan collins in it uh, this woman, as this woman has just murdered her husband, and there's this psychopath on the loose, dressed as Santa Claus, and he's outside her house, and she can't call the police because she's got a dead body in her I house. I don't. You don't remember this, okay? No. Um, you should read the comic story. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there were a couple of moments in, in 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 that segment that were a little bit scary and kind of effective, but for the most part, I got through that, and I thought, all right. That's one of my favorite stories from the comic ever. If that didn't entertain me, then the I don't think the rest of the movie is going to at all. And also, there, there's this whole framing sequence where, you know, there's these people who are on this tour of a crypt and they end up locked in this room and this mysterious figure is talking to them about their pasts and things they've done recently. And I'm just watching this going, they're already dead. That's the twist, right? <laughs> I'm trying to remember... If um, the Tales from the Crypt movie is the one that has um, the gargoyles at the end, with the no, little... no, no, I, uh, uh, with, with the this Tales from the Crypt that you're thinking of something from the '80s. You're thinking of the Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark movie. Side, the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. No, the, the Tales from the Crypt is is this much older film. Um, it's I'm yeah, gonna look up the year. I... Oh yeah, it, uh, so the original Tales from the Crypt movie is from 1972, so it's well, it's quite a bit go. older than yeah. what you were thinking of. Yeah, uh, you may not have seen it. And I that's don't think I have. Probably okay. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that surprised me is there were a whole bunch of uh, 70s to like 80s uh, Vincent Price horror anthologies. Oh yeah. Um, Gosh, what one did I start watching and I was really enjoying, but I, here's the problem is I started, I started watching a couple. I bought a couple. I was like, damn it. I'm going to, you're into this. I'm going gonna... to do yeah. And then I would start it and I'd be like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Maybe I'll try and get back to this later. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and concentrate on the ones that I've liked. Yeah. Um, so, um, the one that inspired this again is Tales of Halloween. Yeah. Please watch it. Yeah. Please give it a watch. It's really just, fun. it's fun. It is loving. Now. Um, I got to share one though that I. Uh-huh. I watched Body Bags. John oh, yeah. Carpenter's Body Bags. Here's the thing. Which was a TV movie. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I, you know, I'm a huge Carpenter fanboy. I was looking at this, and I honestly can't remember whether I ever watched it or not. So, I, I, so if I did, it is that unmemorable. <laughs> and it's John Carpenter and, and and Toby Hooper, you know. So there's a lot of talent behind it. It should have been. I. It should have been good. 
I'm glad I saw it. Oh, dear. <laughs> the wraparound. Oh, my God. John Carpenter should never, ever, ever be allowed to act. <laughs> as, as illustrated by his tiny, tiny part in um, The Fog. Oh, no, I love that. Oh, God. No. Oh, <laughs> but his, his, he's very... He's very ghoulish. He's kind of a zombie-esque yeah. um, morgue attendant. Right. Uh-huh. And it's fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, it is. So there's a, a Stacy Keach segment with um, uh, hair plugs gone horribly awry. Yes. Th- that's uh, the one thing that sounded familiar to me when I read up on it. And it is. There is a segment at the very, the very first segment uh, this young woman who's a student who works at a 24-hour gas station that has an enclosed booth. Okay. Um, and, of course, there's a killer on the loose. That's a great setup. Uh-huh. And and it's got, um, oh, my goodness, what's his name from uh, from American Werewolf in London makes an appearance. I mean, Wes Craven makes his, an appearance... Like in that segment right. with the girl working at the gas station and comes up and it's like a maybe a minute and he makes you uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, where he's like talking to her and they've made him up a little bit to look a little strung out. Right. And you're like, really? Is this Wes Craven's going to have like this little... And yeah. it, he huh. did a fantastic job. So he should have done more acting and John Carpenter, Carpenter should have done not. less. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, you know, I'm, <laughs> I keep returning to the same thing. I'm glad I saw it. It wasn't terribly good. Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill has, oh, yeah. where he gets a, a murderer's eyeball. He's uh-huh. a, he's a, um. A baseball player who gets in a car accident on his way home and loses an eye, which as with losing an eye, he's I think he's a pitcher and um, no depth perception. Right. He can't, you know, and he was just about to make it big. And um, it has moments and then mostly it's just kind of good. <laughs> It, it uh, predates the eye by a few years, from what I understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh... um... Earlier than that, uh, there's two anthologies called Dead of Night. Yeah. Uh, one from 1945. Uh-huh. Uh, did I end up showing... I think I might have watched... I have not shown that for... I, I know I haven't seen it. So, Dead of Night has a couple of scary ones it's from 45 so it is in black and white and uh it's most famous for um the dummy which i think is the last segment of a guy who has a ventriloquist dummy where it's it's kind of like um magic where you're like is he crazy right or is or is the dummy an actual kind of malevolent force. <laughs> Sorry for a second. I thought you were saying, is he crazy or is the dummy, dummy crazy? crazy. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and it's it is it's really creepy. And uh, there's another segment where a woman buys her husband uh, this beautiful old mirror, where um, when they start looking into it, they start seeing a reflection that isn't their room. Hmm. Um, and then it has a really a comedic section. Uh, with these two English uh, vaudevillian kind of esque comics that uh, I remember Jeff talking about that they had, they were a bit more famous in Britain and like had oh, okay. a little bit more where, um, uh, and it and it feels a bit odd. It's a bit ghost story and and silly, um, but it has a couple of really good segments and it's got a couple of clunkers. Um, but overall, it's really interesting, and uh, the really neat piece from its wraparound. And this, you know, is going to be a little bit spoiler-ish. I think just because the the, the stories are so short, it's yeah. really hard sometimes not to explain things outright. Right. Um, one of the things that's really neat is um, they're a group of strangers that have gathered together, and they're all explaining dreams that they've had. Uh-huh. And the right. dreams yeah. are the segments. So 
you know, I mean, it's... Which is a clever idea. Uh, the 1970s, uh, 1977 Dead of Night, um, is really not all too terribly entertaining, but it has one segment, and it's got a young boy's name, and I can't remember it, but the entire segment is uh, a woman whose son has passed, and she's trying desperately to bring him back to life. Okay. And uh, it has a huge twist at the end, and it is huh. really entertaining. Um, so. So do you think it, it's worth seeing just for that segment? Um, I would just watch that just segment. Just watch that segment. <laughs> is it on YouTube, mate? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Okay. Oh, I don't know why that reminds me, but it did. Okay. I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but Trilogy of Terror, I thought, was not <laughs> quite everything it was all cracked up to be. You know, I've seen it pretty recently, too, and I remembered seeing it back in the day. Right. Um, and so it's one of those that I, I boy, I give it a lot of leeway. Because <laughs> um, it doesn't really deserve at at this point in time yeah no the accolades I, uh, but the zuni doll you know really scared a lot of people it, back yeah, when and it's that's that's it doesn't what i gather but, well. but i saw it for the first time just a couple of years ago and not good i i i was bored by 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 some of the earlier segments and then the last segment the zuni doll segment i was just like Really? This is what scared people? This is this is ludicrous. <laughs> this is I hilarious. Did. I to actually liked the now, um... the very very ending of that one, where it's just the woman sitting there waiting, looking at the camera. Does it ring? No, because the one that I do remember is the very first one, which uh-huh. is the student and teacher. Yeah. Um, which was. What... Okay. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, not... it was interesting, but the, the pacing of it was kind Weird. of... Weird, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, the way the Zuni Doll segment ends was really effectively creepy, I thought. Mm-hmm. But everything that led up to that ending didn't Yeah, the only thing I remember about that segment is literally being chased around by the Zuni Doll. And... Yeah. Oh, um, one that I didn't see, and I can't remember if you did or not... And if you did, I don't think you liked it, if I remember right. Was ABCs of Death? I didn't even... <laughs> I... Did you ever watch it? I, I started it and I didn't it's get very It's too far. many! It's yeah. too many! I, that could be the problem. I, yeah. I don't want to sit through 26 short films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I could just, be the problem that I had. Because I, I started I don't to watch like, it. Like, one of the things I really liked about Body Bags... Uh-huh. Three segments. Yeah. Fucking three segments. That's, that's, that's. Uh, yeah, that seems to be a pretty good number for these. You know, I remember when we started um, watching the stuff for, um, for uh, Tales of Halloween. And I was like, God damn it. They just keep naming off segments. Oh, oh this yeah. is going to be horrible. And, yeah, but it wasn't. But it yeah. wasn't. It was really good. So. Um. You were telling me at dinner, I believe, <laughs> that you saw uh, Holidays, and oh, it wasn't... I started Holidays, and it was not... It just... It it seemed... You know, it just feels so mean to... Because there are some really lore-budget, really good movies out there. Well, one of our very favorite movies is The Battery, and the that cost... $6,000! Yeah. And An Absentia is... Fantastic. Yeah. So it's not that we hate low budget movies, movies as a rule. It's just, it just when it's got to be balanced out somewhere. And this, you know, this is a pretty big smear on holidays because the one that I stopped it on is supposed to be one of the better episodes, the Easter. Um, I got like, I started the beginning of it and I'm like, oh, this could be good. But the very first one is the Valentine's Day. And, um, it just, it felt cheap and mm. not well acted yeah. and and almost garish in how cartoonish it was huh. and it's everything felt really forced and then it and then it ends on this downer note and then 
um, every once in a while when, you know, I'm not terribly invested in something, I'll go and I'll start doing some race, some Googling right. and everything. And it's like every single one, every single segment ends on a downer note. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't sound fun. And it, it just, it doesn't. I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm just, this isn't what I'm going to sign up for today. And, uh, you know, there's a point. There's a bunch of anthology movies that I've kind of looked into now where I think I'm going to do a little, you know, searching out to find what that best segment in in some of them are and just watch those segments. Right. Um, well, that, that's what... I'm probably going to do that with um, with holidays, but... That's what I always tell people to do with uh, Creepshow 2. Oh, is just watch... Just watch The Raft. Yeah. Because... The raft is an excellent segment, and nothing else in it is. is I know. Haven't you? Haven't all. you joked of uh, doing a cut of of Creepshow removing yeah. one of the? Uh... Yeah, uh, Creepshow, which which is one of my very favorite movies, which is part of the reason why I was excited to do this episode. I was like, yeah, horror anthologies. I love Creepshow. Um, the last segment in that just falls kind of flat yeah. after the End after the, the other segments. So yeah, just 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 do a fan edit where you take that out, drop in the raft and call it just one yeah. good really solid creep show movie. But uh the one that you were were mentioning uh, that that you were thinking of earlier, uh the Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. movie. That apparently remember. started life as a uh, a creep show 3. Yeah, but they couldn't get the rights yeah. to use the creep show name. Yeah. Yeah. Um that one I think is definitely worth watching. It's fun. The yeah. the the, oh, the, the, the bit with the gargoyles Just is wonderfully heartbreaking. Fantastic. And it's the last segment in it. And I yeah. think that's really the way to go is You is really you, you really need end to on your best yeah, story. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the other segments are are are, are good as well. Um, uh, one that I'm only going to throw out because I have such a fondness for it. Um because it was back in the day when I was living in my tiny, tiny little town and I would save up my pennies and I would buy Fangoria. And it talked about this anthology that was coming out called After Midnight that came out in 89. And uh, its wraparound was um, this college professor teaching a course called, I think, The Psychology of Fear. And so it's they're all telling stories oh, yeah, to scare each other. And, and um it's one of the very, very few where the wraparound is almost better than the segments right. themselves. And okay. there's, you know, I remember there being like a pretty decent one and then a couple of really, really, really subpar ones. Um, but there aren't a whole lot of them where uh, the wraparound does a really good job. Um, yeah. And it really does. Um, uh, two that I kind of want to bring up... Um, because they do their they do their wrap around in a very similar way, and it's kind of the way that um, that Tales of Halloween did, where uh-huh. they have characters weave into different stories where you just see them off in the right. distance. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, is trick or treat. Um, yeah, where you know you kind of see the characters in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember. Do you not like Trick or Treat? Or... I, I I've seen it once and I did not care for it. I really. I should liked give it another it. shot. I know you really liked it, and a bunch of other people do. Um. You know, it's more respect than enjoyment. Yeah. Um. There's just a couple of really neat characterizations in it. The werewolf group with Anna Paquin uh, is a really interesting play on things uh-huh. and a play on feminism and mean girls uh, and i really enjoyed that um i like the sam hain character yes uh, I, I, that, that, he's a fantastic visual i like yes. the fact that the yeah. horror fandom seems to have kind of adopted him as the official mascot you know, of Halloween. even though even though <laughs> there's all these you know beggins out there getting mad because it's sam hain versus yeah Cowan. um but it's but it's creepy and 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 fun um the movie that i just saw uh that has that kind of wraparound where the stories kind of bleed into each other um and it's good throughout is southbound yeah you were telling and me about it. i really think that that is going to land on my top 10 list really? for the year Holy it shit. was fantastic and scary um there did not seem to be a segment that um 
really dropped the ball. Um, it was uniformly frightening. Um, it had a monster that didn't seem perfect. Um, uh, it was creepy, but it was creepy in that you can see the strings, um, kind of way where you, right. had, you had to forgive it a little bit sure. because it seemed a little Harryhausen-esque almost. Is that the right, the guy who created like the... Oh yeah, stop, stop motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like that. And um, I kind of forgave it because I was charmed sure. by it. Um, but the stories were frightening. Uh, and it also... I'm I'm just rediscovering how much I really like that you've you've ended up somewhere that seems like it should be here but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's that kind of uh, Blair Witch, uh, Grave Encounters. Um, I thought we were in our place and time, and it's kind of wrong. Right. And okay. we can't get out. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, I remember. Well, that's relevant to my yeah, interests. Yeah, yeah, no, and it just it, good in so many ways. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, boy, I just it was just fun and scary. See, I didn't hear about it at all until I started researching for this episode. Oh, see, and I I ran across it because uh, people were holding it up as a time loop. Oh know. sure, okay, yeah, yeah, and so I mean, I had I had heard it uh, mentioned. Hmm. Um. But for some reason, I kept watching that trailer, and I was just like, I, I, I saw the stuff for It and Holidays around the same time, and kept just kind of thinking they were going to be about the same. And, right. Uh, it was and just one you did not like at really, all, and really the other did. one I just really, really <laughs> enjoyed it, yeah. Uh, I want to mention one that um, I feel almost like it isn't even fair to mention, because I don't know if our listeners can go out and watch this. I don't think it ever got an official DVD release. Yeah. And that's Grim Prairie Tales. It actually just got a Blu-ray release. I think Did it, it got, really? I think it got released by Scream Factory. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing that I, again. And the thing a, that kills me is I remember seeing it on VHS shelves Yeah. Um, when I was a kid. Yeah. And never watched it. And then at the point where I was like, oh, I'd really like to see this, it's impossible to find. Yeah. And Brad Dwarf, right? And James Earl Jones. Hell yeah. That, that's your wraparound sequence. Yeah, is these two, so. these two strangers in the old west, you know. And it's me- a western. Yeah, exactly. Jesus exactly. Christ. Uh, they, 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 they <laughs> you know, it's one of those, hello stranger, can I share your campfire things? And yeah. they end up telling each other oh, stories. Oh, Yeah. Um, I've heard he's just a kind, he's a kind man. That's what I hear too. Yeah. yeah. So I really remember enjoying that one. I mean, it was 1990 that it came out. I haven't yeah. seen it since it was in the theaters, but I still remember oh, I it very hope it, I hope it. Yeah, I Spring hope so Factory too. is very kind, and they give <laughs> a lot of movies that really don't deserve the uh, mm-hmm. beautiful treatment that they do. Uh, another one from around the same era that you know a lot of people look at and go, "Is is this a joke?" And it's really not. Is Tales from the Hood? Oh, Tales from the Hood is wonderful. It is wonderful, yeah. I think a lot of people just, just look at that title and think that it must be kind of almost a parody. Yeah. And it's not. It's it, not. It's, and it's, but again, representation matters. And, exactly. And, and having stories told from a different viewpoint, very important. And they were well done. And yeah. to, to, you know, write them off just because they were... Uh, I remember the, the doll segment being really scary. Yeah. Um, that's another one I'd, and I'd love I think, to get another I think, watch, too. Um, and I don't mean to cheapen that, but I think the one that started that little era of doing those anthologies was really um, Twilight Zone the movie. Yeah. Because it wasn't that much long after that movie came out. I, I'm sure it was, because I know Twilight Zone the movie was like, well, it's 83, and then do you remember what... Um, when Tales from the Hood was? Yeah. 1990-something. Oh, um, so, think. okay. There was a so, huge gap between yeah. the two. Twilight's on the movie. I mean, I still, I still will come up and be like, do you want to see something mm, scary? scary? I yeah. know. I yeah. mean, you you know, and um, Lithgow's uh, variant of the There's a Monster on the Wing of the Plane. Yeah. Um, he... 
it's if if not surpassing is on par with the original Twilight Zone episode mm-hmm. with with Shatner. I think the only complaint I have about it is their their remake of It's a Good Life is a little too cartoonish. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. It's been a couple of years since I've seen it, and yeah. so it might. Oh, same. But but I I remember that it seemed like they were trying to make that one funnier. Yeah. Which I mean, it's a really creepy, not okay story. And... <laughs> Yeah. Um. I'm not going to say too terribly much about these movies, but um, I haven't seen the ABCs of Death movies. They're just right. too many, too many segments, um, and the quality varies too much. And in that same period of time, you had the VHS. Oh yeah. Um, in VHS two. Um, and, and there's a third one as there's well. There's a third one, which, which I have just never heard a damn good thing about. Yeah, uh, I, VHS I, Viral, which yeah. I've heard is just absolutely terrible. I have seen both one and two. And there were segments I really liked. And even there's portions of the wraparound that really spooked me. Uh, the one in the motel. Oh with, yeah, mm-hmm. where they bring the girl back, and that one is where good. it is amazing, um, and where you think it's going to turn kind of rapey because he's like, oh, yeah. your girl, and then he's but he stops, and you're like, because you think these guys are going to be horrible, right. and they're not great, but they're not they're not horrible either. Um, I remember being really affected in the second one with um the cult yeah i like that one, one. A lot. i didn't like it though i remember it being really like i felt that one in in my in my toes yeah maybe you know? like isn't the right exactly. word because it wasn't because i was like oh it wasn't fun to <laughs> wasn't watch fun. but i mean it, but, but, but boy, it, was, you remember it was quality it, it was yeah. quality really yeah. well done um it, you know, I, but as a whole, I didn't like them very much. There's a, there's just a couple of segments and, um, oh, oh, the one at the end of the first one, um, where I remember seeing like, they're, they're going through the house and I think there was like little handprints and then they go up and there's like the, um, like a possession or a, oh yeah, an of, exorcism an ex- going on. Yeah, yeah. And you're like. I just remember that one was pretty great. Whoa, you know, and, um, and what, what, what's really frustrating to I, I, I found out how good that segment was when I rewatched the movie because when I first saw it in the theater, by that point you I just was checked out. I was so checked out that, that I got I, up and went. I remember when we talked about it, and I'm like, yeah. no, that last sex- section was amazing. Right, and that's why I ended up uh, renting it so, so that I could do? see that last bit. Did you walk out? Uh, I didn't walk out exactly, but I, I got up to go to the bathroom, and I was in no big hurry to, to get back, back to my seat. <laughs> so I missed yeah. a, a good middle chunk of that one. Um, but yeah, so 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 the VHS movies are, are another one where I feel like you could probably stitch together one good one out yeah. of the first two movies. Um, I have been meaning to reshow Cat's Eye. Unfortunately, I I really I remember liking it. I do too. And you know, the the ledge. Um, the ledge I thought was fantastic. And even Quitters Inc. But I I just I really feel like I am not going to like it as much watching it now because yeah. I remember it even then being. God, this could be just a little bit better. I wish yeah, this could be just I'm, a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know what it is exactly. Yeah, but you know, Scream Factory just released it. I I bought it. Excellent. You know, um, I'm going to show it at some point. Um, you know, I remember being really charmed by Drew Barrymore in it with her her fear and her mean parents throwing out the cat she wants uh-huh. to adopt. Yeah. Who, who makes this winding, you know winding way through all three of the stories um and they throw him out and the, the little goblin that it keeps creeping in uh-huh. and yeah, yeah you know oh i hope i hope it lives up because i remember i, I being remember being charmed, charmed. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's exactly the right I word know. so I know. so i i do look forward to seeing that again <laughs> um 
I hadn't thought of this as an anthology, but um, on somebody's list, they, they talked about Waxworks. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, which I love. Which I, I do, too. And, and Yeah, it's kind of an anthology. I mean, it is all one story, but there are specific bits to yeah. it that feel like one their that... own self-contained thing. So yeah. it kind of counts. Yeah, exactly. And that's one we both like. And um, one that I had really meant to watch, there's a couple of the old Vincent Price ones that I really had every intention of watching, but there's just, it's December, and mm-hmm. I got a kid, <laughs> and there's yeah. there's a lot of holiday going on in, in life. Um, one that I really, really had meant to watch was Terror Tract, which... Oh, really? Yes. Have you ever okay. seen it? No, I have not. Okay, the only reason why I'm bringing it up is uh-huh. it's John Ritter, who... I have a soft spot for. I, I love John Ritter. He's, uh, he was gone too soon. Did you ever see his superhero movie? I did not. Lo- lo- I, local Hero, I think it's called. Aww. Uh, it's charming as hell. Because he's... His character in the movie is this down-on-his-luck actor who has been um, making costume appearances uh, as a superhero... You know, at like malls and such, right? <laughs> and so he's on his way home from one of his gigs. <coughs> And he's still in his costume. And he stops a robbery. And then that becomes a big thing in the press. And this kind of all spirals out of control in the best way. It it was a lot of fun. Now when I say I really want to see Terror Tracks. Terror Tracks. Go on. Do not not get the impression that I have heard resoundingly good things (laughs) about it. I have it because I had heard discussion of this 90s movie called Cherry Falls. Oh yeah. I know of it. Where the guy is killing virgins. Uh Uh-huh. And so they have a huge divergening party. Yeah. As one does. As one did in the (laughs) 90s. And I wanted to see it. And the only way to get, because it was completely unavailable, was Uh to get it as a double set that with, had to okay. terror tract and so i've had it <laughs> and what happens is john reader i guess is a realtor who is if i'm not mistaken um watch him be a completely other character but it's basically a realtor going through tract homes giving the honest what happened in the houses right. stories which happened to be a whole bunch of really fucking horrible things that's a cute and idea i'm charmed by that idea and i have no idea if it will actually be good um <laughs> but you know who knows um an upcoming one that i have been hearing talked about for a couple of years uh-huh. uh, because there was um some bitching in the horror community when it was suggested is called xx okay and it was going to be all women Oh, okay. Um, Is it women directors? Yeah, as well as... all women directors. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and it's coming out next year. So who knows? It might okay. be good, might cool. be not. I've heard it's uh, playing festivals, I think, right now. Well, so who if, knows? If it gets a theatrical release, I know I'm going to go give it my money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know there's a lot of complaints, um, you know, uh, specifically from Shockwaves and um, Killer POV, Rebecca McKendry, who previously of Fangoria and... Um, now with Blumhouse uh, doing their site for them. She's like, I think, the head editor. Um, she complains about, you know, she 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 talks about constantly being invited to do the women in horror panels yeah. and hating them because, yeah. you know, she is one of those women who, you know, why are we talking about it being women in horror and why aren't we just talking about horror? and About good horror directors. Yeah. And I get her point but we're not there yet but we're not there yet and we're not anywhere close yeah so it still needs to be a discussion yeah and 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 yes it would be wonderful if women were given an opportunity to just take part in other anthologies or take part in just well why don't they just make good movies well why doesn't someone give them a fucking chance exactly but they don't and 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 this is another case of representation matters you know it, 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 it is there, there've yeah. got to be young female horror fans who would love to make their own movies someday, but feel like maybe they can't. And yeah. if you know, people are pointing to, well, no, this. Yeah, look at this. this look is, at she look made this, one. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. Um, then that could make a difference. Yeah. Um. One that I really remember enjoying from quite a while ago mm-hmm. is a, a Japanese film called Three Extremes. See, I own that. 
goddamn DVD, and, and I have never watched it why? because why? I don't know why. <laughs> I've heard dumplings is horrifying. Dumplings is gross. Yeah. Um, but and isn't that the very first it one? It is. Yeah. So I think what happens is I start dumplings, and I'm like, I know what I'm getting into, right? Vaguely. Yeah. Dumplings, if I remember right, eventually got turned into its own full-length feature. Huh. Which I have not seen. Yeah. Uh, I mainly remember, like, little snatches of imagery from it, but more than I remember what the whole film itself was actually like. But I remember there was this one segment where somebody was at a piano and had to, like, play it perfectly because otherwise there's all this razor wire that's going to Maybe. kill somebody. Does that sound huh. vaguely familiar at all? Yes. Huh. Okay. Maybe I did watch it. Maybe you did watch it. A long time ago. Um, I, I remember liking it. So, yeah, I'd love to watch that one again at some point. I, yeah. I, remember, I remember it being... I've got it. <laughs> yeah. I remember it being weird, you yeah. know, and, and just enjoyably yeah. not your yeah. usual movie-going yeah. fair. Yeah, fair. Um... So, I mean, do you have any that are like... That's about my whole list. No, the only thing that's left on my list, because I, I, I feel like I could still talk about it more, is, is Creepshow. Yeah. Well, did you ever get that uh, documentary? No, that's right. You told me there was yes, one. Yes, there is a documentary. Oh, I need to see this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I own, at this point, I think, three Creepshow-related t-shirts. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's how much this is one of my very Happy favorite birthday. horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> birthday before the the next episode airs that's true so it is yes i know i showed creep show for your birthday last year uh-huh. yeah and i've been trying to think what uh what i want to watch this year for for my birthday because i feel like since you can't make it to my my birthday party uh, I, I should be able to leverage that guilt yes. into something really hell good. yeah I, we'll watch Haosu. Okay, no, I don't think I could possibly get you to show Haosu again. I would show Haosu for you. Good heavens. Okay. All right. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to make you watch that again. Thank fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a divisive movie. Because because I, I, I don't know anybody who watched it going, yeah, okay, that, that, that was, was all right. That was thing that happened. All right, yeah. Yeah, that was all right. No, <laughs> I, I, everyone is either like, Oh my god, I fucking love this. Yeah. Or they just what the completely fuck did you hate make me it. Put yeah, in my eye holes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's so, a pretty amazing thing. Uh, I, I guess the one thing that, that I really want to just give a shout out to in Creep Show is, is probably my favorite segment mm-hmm. is the one with Leslie Nielsen because yeah. he's just so amazing in it. Yeah. He's just so I think people forget, creepy and wonderful. Yes. I think people forget they only remember him for the Naked Gun movies. Yeah. People don't remember that he was They don't a, remember a, he was a good actor. actor. Yeah. yeah. And that he did some really serious stuff before mm-hmm. he became the comedy guy. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I feel like we've we've done a very glossing we kind of uh, cover yeah. of anthologies. They're the anthologies we liked, and there so are anthologies that we you liked. know, if you're looking for ones that you know you just needed a recommendation for, but um, bah, here yeah. you go. Um, I feel like there's a bunch of older ones that yes, neither that of us have wanna, any real. Well, we haven't seen so, yet, and yeah. maybe some of them are great. Oh, I did want to mention circa 1891. Our Tumblr follower oh, messaged yeah, yeah. me on this fantastic little dreamy short. Um, uh, uh, animated short horror film uh-huh. that was just adorable um, and creepy and scary really? and yeah it was it was really really okay. charming you will have to send um, me the link and I'll add I it will... to the blog post for this episode god what the hell was it called well I'm sure you can just look back through your, your Tumblr um, and, inbox yep yeah, and um, which I am almost never on anymore um, I basically I'll hit Tumblr like once a week for people who um, message me via that. Yeah. Um, I, conversely, am on Tumblr all goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, um, please, I mean, and do contact. I mean, if, if Tumblr is the means, I do still go there. Uh, Michael is there all the time. Um, but please, let us start a conversation. Is there an anthology movie that we haven't seen that we absolutely should? Is there one that... Yeah, there's got to be that, something that you're thinking, oh my God, how can they talk about anthologies and not mention... Yes. And I just want to very clearly say, um, 
please let these start conversations. We, if you are listening to these and you don't come to my house every Friday, <laughs> talk to us. This is not we a blanket ask... invitation for whoever might be listening <laughs> to this to come to your house every Friday. But Yeah, um, but please, you know, contact us via the social sites that, you know, we exist on. And yeah. I have my Jungle Loves Facebook page. We have uh, the uh, Don't Read the Latin Facebook page we yep. have and we have the individual websites the dot coms for both of these um, we're both on Tumblr um, and start conversations again I am literally begging people <laughs> please please do iTunes reviews oh, or yeah. ratings yeah, uh, it helps get because um, right now if you search horror podcasts we don't even show up and the only way we can show up uh, in searches is if we get more reviews, if we get any reviews. I think we have two reviews that came out the very first year we started and don't have a single review since then. Um, people are not, are not going to find us um, if if we aren't considered basically a legitimate podcast. And we've yep. been doing this for a couple of years. There's a yeah, lot of yeah. content there. And, um, you know, uh, we we don't get paid for doing this. We don't make any money off nope. podcasts. We We're not love. ever going to ask you for any money. This is the, if you want to, you know, make our support day. us, <laughs> this is the only thing we're, we're asking you to do is, is, is uh, yeah, give us that review. Give us a review, even if it's short. Just very much appreciated. Um, and, uh, yeah, our next episode will very likely be our year-end review. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully bring some more people. I yeah, love it we when will, we do we guest stars. Have guests. Yeah. Um, and can't wait to talk to you then. Do you have anything that's uh, coming up towards the end of the year that you want to talk about? Or Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. No, not that I can think of. Holy shit, it's December. Yeah, I know. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only thing I'm having trouble getting my head around. Uh, I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> no, ready either. I... Literally bought uh Texas last I know nine, nine days. days. I, I just bought um you're gonna be awesome. Okay. <laughs> Made a face. Forty six years worth of awesome. Yes. That, that's that's yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alright, talk to you guys in two weeks. Alright, bye. You know the one thing that we didn't do? What could we not do? Hi, I'm Jennifer Lovely. <laughs> this is Michael we, Montour. We can do that now. <laughs> They know who the fuck we are. By the way, <laughs> we just have it in here. Oh, By the way, I didn't hit stop. <laughs>